Coming to you from the Hawk's Nest, here to satisfy your baseball fix. It is Outfielders Anonymous. All right, welcome back, Outfielders Anonymous fans. So, we are recording another episode because the, what, what is the nickname for this? We should, we I don't should, know. That's actually what I was thinking about is what come can up we with a name? I, I don't know. We can think of a bunch of stuff. When we come up with it, we'll name the episode that, but that's what I was thinking. Sign gate? <laughs> that's a, hey, that, it that, always, there always has to be a gate in it, right? Yeah, that could very well be it, but. All right. So, um, yeah. So, we're back here. We're talking about. Sign gate because uh, everybody else is still talking about it. You know, when we first put out, I don't know if it was episode four or episode five where we talked about it, uh, we thought, hey, we're going to talk about it and then this, this will be the end of it. But lo and behold, here we are several weeks later, a month later, actually, because I think the discipline came out on January 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Um, you know, now, of course, you know, it's one of those things where. Anytime anything bad happens, you know, in the beginning, I guess there's a lot of shock and people are just digesting it. So it kind of quieted down. But now we're seeing around the league um, a lot of discussion about about sign gate. And I think now it's being fueled by what most perceive as a half ass apology uh, now that. Everyone's reported to spring training in their respective locations. The Astros gave uh, a press conference that uh, was shorter than a commercial break during a Major League Baseball game. Um, And it just seemed kind of half-ass and more like the apology that you get. Not that you're sorry, but that you're forced to give and the only thing you're really upset about is being caught. Um, so, you know, some of the quotes that I have, Carlos Correa, shortstop for the Astros. What we did in 2017 was terrible. We all know it, and we feel really bad about it. And you know what the sad thing about that is? As far as the Astros go, Carlos Correa gave what would have been considered the most heartfelt apology out of anybody. Yeah. And it, I mean, and that's not really much, but just goes to show you the two team representatives, if you will, that they had go up on stage to give statements to the media as the press conference started were Alex Bregman and Jose Altuve. And it was a combined 80 something seconds between the both of them from being announced to giving their statements to walking off stage. And it was pathetic. It wasn't even like, I'm sorry I got caught. It was like, hey, we just got told to come up here. We tried to memorize this, and here you go. Yeah, George Springer, I think, uh, gave another statement, and I'm trying to pull it up right now. I had it up earlier. Um, you know, he was basically saying, you know, we you know, we didn't play within the rules, blah, blah, blah. I looked up his stats, and, you know, he doesn't really have a whole lot to apologize about because – you know, in the 2017 postseason against Boston, he batted 412. Against the Yankees, he batted 115. And then jumped back up to 379 against the Dodgers. 
Um, looking at the Dodgers series, he batted 411 away and 333 at home. Now, some of the other commentary that I heard, uh, and I think it was Altuve, um, may have stated that where they were really using the signs and the cheating was during the regular season because most teams change their signs up and they're using multiple signs during the postseason and they weren't using it during the postseason. Whether, whether that's true or not, you know, you still had a certain record during the regular season. Would you have been seated differently? Who knows? I mean, we can't go back and change all that. Um, you know, and, but during 2017, the Astros were two and six on the road and eight and one at home. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't know if there's any trash can banging during, during those games. And I'm sure people have started looking at it. I, I, I didn't look it up before we started recording, but, um, you know, who knows if they did or did not. At this point, they can they can say whatever they want to say. The report's out there. Yeah, and I mean, I've made it public between you and I on this podcast and, and many other different forms of, about not being a fan, to put it nicely, of Jose Altuve. And that's well before any of this. This is stemming back, you know, seasons back. But... I, I lost so much more respect for him when he got up in there and gave that apology, which just even further in my mind solidified what type of person he is. And then everybody was giving Correa, you know, some sort of kudos to say, well, at least he seemed somewhat remorseful. At least he actually talked to the media, talked to him as a person who had done wrong. But then I started losing respect for him because then he did more – he talked more about in defense of Jose Altuve saying that he's someone that did not participate in all this saying that, you know, he even told him to stop. Don't bang trash cans for me. Yada, yada, yada. I, I want to do it the right way. I'm an MVP. He said he never once participated. You can ask Mike fires. He said that he said, you can ask Mike fires. The one that started this whole thing. You can ask him. Well, Mike fires hadn't said anything yet. And I don't believe that for a second that Jose Altuve is going to bat like he did, hit the uh, you know a World Series uh, pennant clinching home run off of Heraldus Chapman, one of the hardest throwers in the game, and then you know can't have his jersey ripped off, can't do all this, but yet he out of everyone else didn't participate. Yeah, he, apparently he said he didn't want the jersey off because he had an unfinished tattoo that didn't look good or something like yeah, that. Yeah, which that's been disproven Whatever, because man. in that time frame of when that went on, there are pictures of him online with other teammates. I don't know if it's at the beach or the lake, but he's shirtless in a bathing suit. First of all, there was no tattoo at that time. And the tattoo that they were referring to on his collarbone or whatever, the tattoo he was having worked on was one of his daughter which was on his arm, and it just wasn't finished yet. And I, I don't think that anybody would be out there ready to troll him on Twitter because of an unfinished tattoo of his child. Yeah, and you know, it also doesn't help that now the Astros players are coming out and giving well, – well, let's do this. Let's talk about some of the angry statements from some of the players. Uh, making, making news was Aaron Judge – you know, his his anger towards, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, the Astros 
And then we have numerous players now coming out. Uh, granted, everybody was away. Now they're in the limelight. They're at their respective spring training locations, presses around, and this is the number one thing they're being asked about right now. Right. So now we're hearing it, and that's understandable of the timing. Uh, but these a lot of players are expressing their their anger about it. Um, we ha- we both have up the player statements that uh, that you had showed me and i don't know if you want to you know go through them or we just yeah i mean because this is this is really just scratching the surface of it um some of the more notable ones that you would consider to be angry statements if you will one of them that has stood out well one of them is mike clevenger and um i will uh, i will not say exactly what he said but i'll i'll make sure you understand what i mean Number one, Mike Clevenger, I don't think any of these mother effers should be able to look us in the eye. And, of course, that's the, the headliner of the statement. And um, he goes on to say in this statement, he said, oh, let's see where to start here. He said, I came into the big leagues. Oh, no, he's talking about, okay, here it is. He was talking about having to... Um, the, the people that careers have been ruined because of this, because of the cheating and everything, whether it be on the team, outside of the team, people coming in, you know, a starting pitcher or something. Because Clevenger's a pitcher. He said that, you know, and I'll kind of shorten this up. He said, I've been there. I've lived with my mom. I've had to take jobs in the offseason while playing minor league ball because you don't even make a livable wage. That's the grind of this game. And when you have it, you have it. And eventually it will all pay off in the end. And he, he goes on to basically say that when you finally get that break, it typically doesn't happen in one game. But if you're playing in minor league ball, you get brought up to the majors. Let's say that you're there for a, a step for one series or two series, whatever. They want to evaluate what you did to see if they have a, a spot for you on this roster. And let's just say that you happen to catch Houston at home. I don't think anyone would be expecting to see one of these you know, double or triple A boys to go out there and shut down what still was one of the most talented offenses in baseball, cheating or no cheating. But to go out there and just be rocked over and over again, I don't I don't know exactly what player he's referring to, but we can look it up. But it has been confirmed that at least three players have gone on that were gone on to get cut after the 2017 season with their only call up to the majors being just so happened to be Houston. Yeah, I mean, one of the players here, I'm looking at a editorial that Mike Bolsinger uh, gave to the Washington Post about five days ago. And uh, he is suing the Astros because he he was put back down yeah. uh, and actually ended up playing for in Japan for a short stint, and now he's out of the game. And it goes back, and it's like one thing that Clevenger kind of ended it up with. He said, I'm not going to sit here and be quiet about someone blatantly taking millions of dollars off my table, let alone other people's tables. He said, I don't think any of the, and that's where it ended, I don't think any of those mother efforts should be able to look us in the eye. And for anybody that doesn't understand what he's saying there is, you know, you have these pitchers coming up like Clevenger who are all-star pitchers that are – potentially future Hall of Famers, and they're still so young, they're coming up towards contract years that are going to be the make or break of how successful they are, you know, depending on where they get 
whether they stay and sign a long-term contract, whether they sign it somewhere else, and how many millions of dollars they get signed for. Let's go back and think about what Garrett Cole just signed. So we know that the potential's there. Mike Clevenger being one of the most popular pitchers in the game, if he goes out there and he keeps getting rocked over and over again by the Astros in an absurd fashion, that most certainly can affect him going into a contract year and that you know, pl- playing a role in what's his next contract going to look like? How much money is it going to be worth? So, I, I mean, I, I don't know that any of us really know how these guys are feeling. I think everybody has the right to be beyond pissed off. Uh, um, one player that's not disguising how they feel is Trevor Bauer. Yes. Uh, F you, that's how I feel about their whole operation. I love Trevor Bauer. <laughs> um. He posted a poll on Twitter, and it says, let's say someone messes up, messes up bigly even. And the truth is that they really don't care about messing up at all. In fact, they would do it all over again, and you know this, asking for a friend. Would you rather A, fake apology, B, receive the truth? And, of course, 90% of those that polled said receive the truth. Um, you know, Cody Bellinger clearly pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um says, I lost respect for the go- guys. Everyone in the big leagues lost respect for these guys. CC Sabathia says they should vacate the, the championship, the World Series. CC was the first one to come out and say that he feels like he got cheated out of a, out of a World Series. Because, you know, I, think, I mean, obviously, Houston beat New York in the NLCS to go to the World Series that year. That was CC's final year. And if the cheating was going on, whether it wasn't, whatever you want to say – you're not going to convince any of these players otherwise. And if that's CC's last year, he's with his long-term, or, you know, with what he considers it to be his team. You know, he's played with multiple organizations, but he retired a Yankee. I'm sure that when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame one day, he will go in as a New York Yankee. And I think that the Yankees believe that they had the talent that year to be World Series bound, and I'm not going to agree or disagree with that. I don't think that if you just want to talk about a talented roster, that they were better than the Astros. So I can't say whether or not they truly took it from the Yankees. But in the same token, if you cheated, I don't care if it was during the regular season, during the postseason, or both. If cheating went on, you most certainly had an upper hand, and who knows? Yeah, another player that feels like he was affected, uh, Sean Lugo. Um, You know, for five innings, he pitched a shutout. Um, I guess he was brought up into the starting rotation uh, against the Astros towards the end of that 2017 season, pitching a shutout for five innings. And then all of a sudden, in the sixth inning, the Astros just started shelling him. Uh, and Lugo's been in the bullpen ever since. Hasn't yeah. been a starting pitcher. You know, he says, the whole idea of cheating to win, I don't understand how people cheat. I just don't understand how it makes you feel good. If I could have finished a shutout against the Astros that game, who knows where I could be, right? And I guess that goes back. And He's right. And I'll come back to Sean Manea because let's jump over to Jim Crane's statements. Uh, Owner of the Astros, you know, initially in January, he had a press conference, immediately fired um, A.J. Hinch. and, um, And tell me if you're not on the same page with me about this. So in January, when he did the press conference, when it when. Major League Baseball had released 
everything saying, okay, this is what we know. We've concluded our investigation. These are, these are our punishments we're handing down. So you're going to suspend um, your, the manager and the general manager. We're going to fine you $5 million. And then obviously it's up to Jim Crane if he does anything further. He took action immediately to fire both of them. When listening to that press conference, just, just then, take what, what's happened since then out of it. At that time, did you not feel like he did the right thing and you were kind of on Jim Crane's side? I was. I was too. Yep. I thought, <laughs> took immediate action, granted. So now the press conference, he says, our players should not be punished for these actions. These are a great group of guys who did not receive proper guidance from their leaders. Our opinion is that this didn't impact the game. Okay, so that last statement, complete bullshit. No doubt. Okay, and we'll come back to Sean Manea's statements. But my comment is here. It says, these group of guys who did... Uh, these are a great group of guys who did not receive proper guidance from their leaders. We're not talking about a high school fucking baseball team here. Yeah, these are grown men. These are grown men who know the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're really not Bullshit, even talking about that young man. of a team. I no, mean, I yes, mean, Bregman, young. But an all-star at that. Altuve. Yeah, I guess they're younger. But a lot of these guys have been doing it for a long time. And you have veteran leadership on the team. People like Justin Verlander that came in in 2017. Garrett Cole wasn't a veteran, but he had been in the league a long time. Um, it, I, I don't know what you're going to you, – I mean, Brian McCann. Been with the Braves forever before he came yeah, to the I Astros. Yeah, I mean, they're grown men. It's not like they were innocently doing it thinking that it was okay and you know aj hench should have said hey guys uh you know that this is this is breaking the rules let's go ahead and stop this bullshit man yeah these guys knew exactly what they were doing and now they're caught and now it's out there and they're given half-ass apologies for it Yep. And all they keep saying is refer back to the investigation, refer back to the report, refer back to this, defer to the MLB's report. Well, I don't know how much I really want to dig into that because I think we can all agree that Major League Baseball has, you know, is run by a commissioner that's a complete asshat. He is so out of touch with the game. I've been saying for the last two weeks, if anybody follows me on social media, you've seen the rants that I think Rob Manfred needs to go. I think that he needs to be immediately removed from power. And uh, somebody had put a comment thereafter. He said, well, who would take the position? Take it as a joke if you want to. I said Trevor Bauer. (laughs) (laughs) So going back to Sean Manea, he says they didn't own up to anything. They all just sort of said the same thing. They want to move on, but they haven't even said what they've done. Uh, Then when he addressed owner Jim Crane's statement, he says, then what's the point of doing it then? Why are you all cheating if you don't think it's going to affect the game? You're not doing it to try to lose or stay the same. You're trying to do it to win. Yeah, you're trying to do it to win. Period. And that's what they were doing. They got the upper upper hand. And if they were to just come out and say, you know what? Yeah, guys, look, we we did it. Uh, We're wrong. We did get advantages in games because we we knew what the pitches were going to be. These are professional baseball players, man. Uh-huh. If you know that it's going to be a fastball, if you know that it's going to be up and inside, you know it's going to be a cur- – you're going to plaster the ball. You're going to sit back on it if you know it's going to be a breaking ball. I mean – It's like what Mike Trout said. Mike For Trout- them to say that it didn't affect the game is, is trying to pass off that the baseball world and fandom are ignorant. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh – 
oh, okay, if it didn't affect the game, I guess it's okay then. But, and Bullshit, let's, man. Let's it pretend, affected the game. Let's pretend for a second that they are ignorant. Let's let's do that. Because, all right, you know what? We're, we're going to have to say this. In any sport you have, you have fans that just are ignorant. That doesn't mean that the majority of them are. Right. But you're going to make these statements to the public in hopes that the general population of baseball and its fans are just stupid. But you do realize that all of your peers around you from all major league organizations are sitting back going, yeah, I do know we play this game too, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, it's almost uh, – I, I equate it to uh, infidelity in a marriage, right? Because the Astros were caught cheating on their, on their wives, right? Yeah. And at first they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. And then – it starts sinking in, and the wife starts mouthing off. That's the other players here, right? Mm-hmm. And there's and and now the Astros are basically saying, "Well, I cheated because you weren't sleeping with me enough. Yeah, it's, it's like your an fault." So now the Astro Astros are coming out, and and you know the CBSSports.com article is titled, "You know they're throwing shade," and they really are because mm-hmm. um, that just Carlos Correa says that Cody Bellinger just needs to stay quiet. Josh Riddick says, at some point, you have to move on and not give a shit. We're going to go out there and win and shut everybody up. I mean, that may very well be the case. And you know what? I don't 100% if, disagree with that. If you were that. to be modest throughout this process, go out there and win and do it. At the end of the season, say, just one last time, we want to apologize. I hope that this season showed you all that we were the top quality you know, club that we were back then. And we shouldn't have done it. While it gave us an upper hand in some situations, we still believe that we had the talent, and this and this surely is a mark on our record. Sorry, guys. We'll see you in 2021. Mm-hmm. But instead, they're acting like assholes now. Well, think about this. If they go out there, because there's no doubt we've said this, going into 2020, they still have one of the most talented teams in baseball. Yeah. Very well equipped to potentially win a World Series. Let's pretend that happens. Let's pretend they go out there and they at least make it to the World Series. Do you know what the odds are of somebody on that Astros team winning some sort of American League MVP award? Very, very good. So let's say that happens. You could go out there, be humble all year, admit that you were a cheater, and then once you've admitted it, the season starts, don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. If they want to, if they want to chirp you, do it. When the media comes up, wants to talk about it midseason, goes, guys, I, all off season, yeah. I admitted my. I mean, deal. the, I've the odds it. that that I've seen, and and you're you're the the gambling advice guy. The odds that I've seen, the Yankees are basically favored to win. The Astros yeah. are second mm-hmm. to to win. Yeah. they have the talent. Stop being a bunch of assholes. And give us a real apology, yeah. And be be humble throughout this, and and I understand if you don't want to talk and go into detail. Hell, their lawyers are probably telling them not to talk and this and that, right? But you know, I feel like if they would go into detail, if they just come out and just stop saying that, hey, we're sorry, we made a mistake. You need to come out and say we cheated. And you can say in detail you want to. We cheated. We didn't do it in the postseason. Okay, fair enough. Say whatever you want. Say that you cheated. Say that you banged on trash cans. Say how sorry you are, how it was unacceptable, yada, yada, yada. Then go out there and play, and don't be cocky about it. If you would just say you're sorry, let us into the world of what actually went down, and you were humble throughout the year, guess what? In a month from now, yeah, people might bring it up from time to time, but we wouldn't be talking about it. Well, they've already acknowledged that 
their road season, those 81 games that they're going to be on the road are going to be hell. Oh, my because God. Because they're going to get heckled to beat the band. Now, the other question is, and we were talking shortly before we started recording, what are the repercussions in visiting ballparks or even in Houston where there's, you know, uh, intentional hit by pitch? Now, there was a story on MLB Tonight um, shortly before we started recording this. this it's about uh, 1030 now uh, on, what's today, February 19th that we're recording this. So, uh, at the 9 o'clock show, I guess, they were talking about how Major League Baseball sent out a memo to all the teams. The, memo, the contents of the memo have not been released, but it was regarding uh, precautions that they're trying to take to ensure that to, to cut down on the intentional hit by pitches anyway, because mm-hmm. they were showing um, footage of the Reds and the Pirates, uh, how they've had a couple bench clearing brawls because of a lot of um, hit by pitch. But um, now, do you think, do you think that it, that's going to happen? I mean, what are the precautions? And specifically, specifically, the Astros will face the Yankees twice this year. Their first seat, their first series is a three-game series in May, 15th, 16th, and 17th. And then they face them again in September for a four-game series, 24, 21st through the 24th. I mean, do you expect to see what, – what, what do you expect to see? Well, if, if anybody likes to gamble, what you can do now is if you have anybody that will take, go ahead and take a futures prediction on the Yankees destroying the Astros in the Bronx, that first series they play there, go ahead and do it because Houston has no prayer. And the Yankees fans are going to be relentless. That's what I'm saying. They're relentless oh. anyway. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could have just spit yeah. on the sidewalk wrong beside Yankee Stadium, and they're going to heckle you for the next decade about it. You're done at Yankee Stadium. What happens in Houston remains to be seen. But Chris Bryant, I remember, not was it last year? I think it may have been 2018. Chris Bryant had, was asked before leaving Wrigley Field to get on a bus to St. Louis for a three-game weekend series against the Cardinals, which is a rivalry. What something, and I don't even remember how it happened. They, they asked about Ballpark Village, and then like his wife was taking the trip with him because she – I th- which they're having a kid now, but congratulations to the Bryants, by the way. But before that, she used to travel quite frequently with him. And whatever happened, he said, and he didn't say, Chris Bryant may be the nicest, wholesome guy that there is in baseball. He didn't say it to be an ass, but he just said, he said, I think St. Louis is kind of a boring city. Didn't say anything about the players, didn't say anything about the team. It was all about, I guess, nightlife or something, which he doesn't go out anyway. They gave this boy hell for the rest of this. Every time he took the plate in St. Louis, you would think he just threw a litter of puppies into a, a river. It <laughs> Don't was, fuck with puppies, man. I mean, it was terrible. Chris Bryant said this week in an interview when talked about it, when he gave his thoughts on it, he goes, dude, I got booed in St. Louis for saying that I didn't think that the city was – I thought the city was boring. He yeah. said, "Can you imagine what's yeah, going to happen to these players?" St. Louis isn't that bad, you know. St. Louis is a nice midwestern city. I like St. Louis. I mean, no, I guess yeah. If you're going to give a comparison to Chicago, yeah, I would say it's probably pretty boring. Yeah, but so are most major speaking. cities compared to a city that large. But yeah, they're going to get eaten alive. Now, do I think with veteran pitchers? I don't think they have a lot to worry about. Like, I don't think that. 
somebody like Chris Sale is going to go out and intentionally hit anybody, whether they deserve it or not. I mean, he may keep them from crowding the plate, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it would be the younger guys or even the people like the Mike Fires that apparently are taking this harder than anyone else. Yeah. The, yeah, they'll probably do something. Yeah, they're not – I mean, they don't face the Dodgers in the regular season. Which the Do- – let me tell you something. Under Dave Roberts, you wouldn't have to worry about it. He wouldn't allow it. I don't think Clayton Kershaw would ever do it. Um, I don't think he's that type of person. You just better be glad you don't play in the same division as, as Madison Bumgarner because he would kill you. He would literally take your life. He may do that anyway. He may just suit up and go take the mound for another team in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> but – no, the one thing the Astros have going for them is they have Dusty Baker on their side. Yeah. Can we give a shout-out to Dusty Baker for getting up on the press conference that he shouldn't have even had to attend? And he kept saying, we, we made a mistake. Yeah. We are doing this. He didn't, yeah. he didn't do shit. Yeah, he's a stand-up guy. I mean, obviously, we had already talked about he is the right choice for that team. And I'm going to tell you right now, as old as, it doesn't matter if he's 70 years old. It doesn't matter this. It doesn't matter if he comes out in a wheelchair after the All-Star break. You intentionally hit his players that he's now going to bat for, you have a major problem on your hands. Because there's going to be no umpire in Major League Baseball that is going to cross Dusty Baker for the sheer fact of drama. Yeah. So... Kudos to Dusty Baker for being a better person than he should have had to have been in that situation. And a big, uh, another thumbs down for Jim Crane for even asking him to be there. All right, so let's jump over to uh, the guy that's in charge of all this and his uh, handling of the situation, Rob Manfred. God, what an asshole. So... Uh, I was reading some stories, and it seems like now there is like some passing the buck between Rob Manfred and the MLPA, MLBPA, Players Association, regarding potential players' um, punishment. And I guess in the beginning, at some point, it was it was immunity for all players, mm-hmm. so that the players would talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, you know what? And then Rob Manfred came out, I guess, and made a statement alluding to the fact that the Players Association um, was, like, pushed back on it or or something, right? They, like, they were the ones that made, that, that pressured that. And then the Players Association said, no, we said, you know, we would be, Look, we're we're cooperating with the investigation, but I guess rightfully so. And I don't necessarily know if the the union president said this, but but other commentators, other writers have have you know spoken about this. And that is, the players association is a union, and they have an obligation to protect the players, right or wrong. Right, right, and and so it, they were within their duties to ensure that the players were represented properly and therefore i can understand them saying look you know you can you can investigate this and you can come up with whatever you can come up with whatever penalties you want to but keep in mind that our their lawyers and our lawyers are going to you know recommend that they don't yeah, I I don't I'm not a lawyer. I, I don't know what they what they are within their rights. It's not like they can plead the fifth because it's not criminal, right? Right. So 
they get, but I don't, I don't know what's within their rights to, to not say and how they can not cooperate, uh, and not tell, uh, the information, you know, what they knew, what they participated in, so on and so forth. Um, so now Manfred looks like he's just trying to pass the buck on that. Right. Seemingly seems, it seems to me that he's losing his backbone. Yeah, which right. which I don't think he ever had one. But the the thing is, I think that listening to a lot of the MLB the MLBPA statements, press conferences, whatever, there have been multiple people that have done put out public statements that have all but come right out and said that even they believe that okay. I mean, they're not saying it outright, but they're basically running around in circles and saying like, yeah, we get it punishment would be very you know understandable but we're a union we are here to protect the players so before any of it got started this is what the players wanted that's what we did you agreed to it so whether we believe that they deserve immunity or not that was the agreement was that we'll get them to talk they are willing to talk, but only if they know they are protected afterwards. Because let's face it, look at what they did to management, you know, figures. Alex Cora, AJ Hinch. I mean, all these people that are coming down that whether they were the ringleaders or not, somebody still had to go execute it on the field. So having a direct impact would be the players. They would have gotten just as severe a punishment, if not worse. Who knows? Maybe we'd be seeing a second coming of Pete Rose here in a lifetime man. They wanted to make sure that didn't happen. They got to provide for their families. They, you know, this is their job. They wanted to make sure that they were safe before they said a word. So I don't, I'm not against the, the players association. I think that they did exactly what they are there to do right, wrong, or indifferent. And, it is what it. I mean, it is what it is at that point. I think Manfred should have, if that was the way it was going to be, and he was going to say, "Okay, we'll give you immunity," but that's the only way to get it. Maybe you shouldn't have done that to begin with, and just started your investigation outside of the players. So Buster Olney uh, writes on ESPN that Manfred does have an option, and that's censure of the 2017 Astros. Now. I'd have to look more into what the hell censure would be. I guess it's a vote uh, with the Players Association or the other teams. Um, again, I, I thought censure was basically like you can't talk about stuff. No, that's what I thought it meant. Um, but I don't necessarily know what Buster is getting to, although his, his basic statement is a censure that is voted on by the rest of the league stands in history. And he brings up the... So what is it like being able to override something? Yeah, it's almost like an asterisk, right? So he brings up the Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle chase of Babe Ruth's record and Ford Frick, the commissioner of baseball at the time, alluded to the fact that the there should be a notation or something in the in the records that says that you know they, World they didn't Champions. break it within the same number of games, right? So Ruth played under. Uh, 154 games, and uh, Maris and and uh, Mantle were playing. So basically, be like, yeah, your 2017 World Series champions are the Houston Astros, but not without cheating. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, okay, that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And and I guess you know that 
number one, the Players Association couldn't do anything about that because it would be voted on and it would be agreed upon by the I don't league, think they'd the, have to the take players. Um, so it would be a formal censure. I think we all know where everybody stands except for the Astros organization on that one. Um, truth be told, I think that right now, if A.J. Hinch had to vote on it, he would vote against the team that he, that he managed. I do think in this, in this, if there is anybody that has remorse, it's him. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. Dude, could he have done more? Sure. Did he make it known that he was not okay with it? Yes, and that was in the report a dozen times. He broke TV monitors. Again, we don't know what really went on behind closed doors, so I hold him just as responsible. But if there's anybody in this situation, despite – because everybody's like, oh, well, he just lost his job for a year. I think he'll be all right. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard It's hard to say, right? Because while you can't say that the sign-stealing uh, ensured a hit every single time they got up. Right, yeah. I mean, you still got to hit it. You still got to hit it. You still got to, you know. It's like what Mike that. Trout said, though. Mike Trout very seldom talks to the media now unless it's – something that is planned on. He's almost like that elusive figure. And when he talks, everybody listens. He finally came out and said something, and he told the reporter, and I don't know who he was talking to. He may have been talking to Ken Rosenthal. But they asked him about it, and they said, do you, do you believe that what they were doing had a direct impact on you know, whatever was going on? And he didn't say yes or no. He just said, let me put it to you this way. I wish that I knew what pitch was coming. He said, because if I knew what pitch was coming – he said these MVPs wouldn't be in question. I mean, he's got, what, th- three MVPs already? Yeah. He's the greatest baseball player out there, yeah. and they're talking about potentially of all time. And he's saying that if he knew what pitches were coming, <laughs> it's, it's game over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily Im- impact everyone. But, you know, and maybe that's the scruple that A.J. Hinch was dealing with. You know, maybe he said, well, shit, they were just banging on the trash can and the guy still struck out, you know, so. I think what they need to do is do a live. But but you're the manager. Like, you are, you know, going back to what, what Jim Crane said, I mean, you are the leader. Yeah. You know, so. But then again, what in, in most instances, if this were to happen, I think that it would be more likely for the manager and – the people below him to be involved and then the general manager not to be. In this case, the general manager had an active hand in all of it. From what we can see, that very well could have been greater than anybody else, for all we know. That seems very unlikely in a lot of cheating scenarios because the general manager in certain situations isn't so closely tied to the team. They put the team on the field. They they help spend the money. They put the team. Well, he's on the not field. walking past the monitor every time they they go out into the dugout from the locker room. Right. But in this situation, it's like, yeah, you are the leader. But Jim Crane saying that about AJ, it's like, yeah. okay, well, who's his boss, Jim? That's the GM who you also just fired. Who it says in the investigation that he knew about it before AJ and had a deeper understanding of it and had a bigger hand in it actually taking place. Yeah. So you should have – if you're going to make that statement to anyone, leave A.J. out of it and you go straight above his head because that's where it stemmed from. I think that – again, that just shows 
Jim Crane is a complete buffoon. Yeah, and, and going back to that one statement, our opinion is that this didn't impact the game. Just because it didn't ensure a hit every single time, it impacted the game. Yeah. Just going back to Mike Trout's statement. And if you want to go look shit, at it, 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 it when he made that statement, it. the two statements later, he said that it, it – yeah, he said, well, obviously it impacted the game, yeah. but – so you contradicted yourself yet again. Yeah, if you and I off the street were going to step into the batter's box, it doesn't matter what they would tell us. We would probably still not hit the damn ball. That's why I was saying we, I think that they need to do some sort of experiment – Non-major league players, non-big league guys, either take minor league players, single-A, double-A boys, or take college or high school athletes. Go out there, good hitters. Let them go up against a stud pitcher. They don't know what's coming. Calculate what he does over X amount. And then, and then tell him then what he's doing. And going. let's see what he does. Yeah. And this is, this is not taking the best hitters in the world. This is taking people at a much lower level. And it will prove the fact that you know what's coming. You understand this game enough to play at this level. You have a – and, again, most players think so. I think so. I most certainly think that you hold a substantial advantage over steroids. Yeah. Because with steroids, you still have to hit what you don't know is coming. You're just stronger now. Yeah. Now, what, I mean, what's your opinion? Uh, Verlander joins the team late in the season, end of August, joins the team. Uh, he's a pitcher, so he's not, you know, in the plate or in the batter's box. He's not getting the signs, but has knowledge of it. Um, I mean, anybody that knows me knows that I am most. I, I love Justin Verlander. I am a fan of him. You know, he made a he made some sort of a joke at the award ceremony when he got his Cy Young award, which I think Mary people, Kate Upton. Yeah, I think that he maybe it was a little bit you know, distasteful to say it right then, but it was it was more kind of just trying to lighten the mood. Because, again, what's he going to do as a pitcher? What yeah. was going on, he didn't have any direct impact with. But at the same time, you got a World Series ring out of it. Yeah. But on the other side, defensively. It, a ring and you get paid. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is, Justin Verlander was paid either way. I mean, well, Detroit no, but, paid but the him world, like, But the World Series, the ALCS That's all the, that's the only reason he went. He would have never the, left the Illich The World family. Series money. They all get more money. They get bonuses for winning these championships. Justin Verlander. So just like those couple players that we talked about, that one's you know relegated to the bullpen. One guy's out of Major League Baseball. On the flip side, the other extreme to that is all of these players on the Astros are making th bank. Their, their millions are now in question. And people couldn't believe that when he left Detroit, why he didn't stay his whole career. But when you have somebody that is a first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher, one of the best to ever do it, who doesn't have a World Series ring, because unfortunately towards the tail end of his career in Detroit, Detroit was in full-blown rebuild, and a pitcher's not going to win by himself – I get it. He wanted to go where he knew he had a shot to cap off his career with a ring, which he most certainly deserves. But there's two things I'll say about Justin. I think Justin Verlander needs to be somewhat left out of it. I think this needs to be focused on the people that were using the cheating to their advantage, which that it wasn't Justin Verlander. He didn't he he doesn't bat. He bat I mean they have the DH. But Justin Verlander not only being a veteran of the game, being a veteran that holds as much weight and respect as he does, I don't care if you talk about an Alex Cora or a Carlos Beltran or a Brian McCann, he probably holds weight 
as a veteran beyond all those guys and could have had an impact had he really put his foot down. Yeah. I believe that. Now, again, I'm not there. Now, so that's towards the end of the season. And, yeah, because he didn't come in until late. All of all of their statements are basically saying that towards the end of the season and, and the postseason, they didn't, they didn't do it. Yeah, but then again, uh, I don't know what to believe I mean, there. it's it's so easy for everyone to turn a blind eye, you know. Um, yeah, because you don't know. You're coming into a new clubhouse. you get away with something – it only empowers you to do it more. Yeah, and you know? figure out ways to do it and do it at to another extreme. Yeah, well, I got away with it at that time, so what yeah. else could we do? I how, just robbed how, a bank. How One. much better could could we hit, you know? It, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm certainly not going to turn my nose up to Justin Verlander. I think that he's done – I think he's had a great career, and I do not think that this will follow him around for decades to come. Not unless he's asked directly about it, which I, he's not shy about it. And I don't think he has anything personally to hide. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously with spring training coming up, we're going to hear um, a lot more, uh, I'm sure, about this. This is all we're going to hear until the season starts yeah. and even into it. And that's one thing that Tom Verducci said of MLB Network that I kind of agree with, but yet hate to say it because it's not that easy. As he said, guys, eventually we're going to have to move on from this. Yeah. He, and, and I mean, honestly, I can see two extremes with the Astros. Either the stress of this and constantly being asked about it and road trips, you know, constantly being heckled, uh, it could have a detrimental impact, right? Mm-hmm. And which for them, speaking for them and <laughs> poor Dusty Baker, it could, it could be, oh, look, they're terrible and they're not stealing signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the flip side, this could invigorate them and piss them off to the point that they just kill everybody. And I think that, that that's more the likely scenario in the beginning. It's 162 grueling games, even if you're the most lovable team out there. Yeah. Now that you're very well the most hated team in baseball history to some extent, or at least in the running for it, you don't know. And again, like look at people like Alex Bregman. He's young. Even though he's got a lot of experience, he's been to two World Series, he's, he's got a World Series ring, you're not Max Scherzer. You're not Dusty Baker who's been in the game for four decades. This is going to take a toll on you mentally that it will affect you. And we don't know what will come of it. But, again, you brought up Dusty Baker. That's the one advantage the Astros have is because eventually, if nothing else, Dusty will – He'll take the bullets. I mean, he's already doing it, which he shouldn't be. Yeah. He'll stop it eventually. You know, again, you're not going to stop fans from heckling you or booing you or anything like that. But when you get to that level, you are trained to not pay attention to that stuff. You, you get used to it. You get used to getting booed. It's the media that's going to take a toll on them. So it's... Does Dusty put a stop to that? Does the media finally lay off? But you now have people that want to cover baseball that hadn't covered baseball in their 20-year career yeah. that do other sports that only want to do it now because it's drama. Yeah. And, and it probably, like you said, it's probably the media will – it depends on what happens with the season, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if there's something else to talk about, great. But if we go in and it's just a normal – Baseball season yeah. with nothing going on that's to an extreme or amazing or that we haven't seen before. To 
you know, to have something to talk about, what are they going to revert back to? Well, the Astros cheated. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Which is not uh, – I think you and I made the joke back in early January or in January when this came out, the, the uh, punishments, that even as bad as it was for baseball, it was kind of sneaky good for baseball because – ESPN don't talk about baseball in January. Yeah. Now it's all they're talking about. Yep. But it's getting to the point now where, listen, let's let's figure out what we're going to do. We're certainly not going to forget. We'll take a jab at you every now and again. But we eventually we got to move yeah. on from this. And, and, and the stories will play themselves out unless additional information and unless additional bombshells come out. And that's where um, – like what you, know, you just said, the bombshells, that's why they have to kind of put a stop yeah. to this. And, and, you know, if I were Dusty Baker, and he's probably doing this, he's obviously clearly much more qualified than I am, you know, talking to the players and saying, guys, buckle down mm-hmm. and work hard and, and, and just stop the nonsense talking back and forth. Show, show your worth, your value on the field. Do you believe? And keep your mouth shut about it. Stay humble. You and I have had the Dusty Baker conversation. We, we saw what he did through his career, his latest stint in Washington, and I felt bad for him because I feel like if any Washington national team had the talent to win a World Series more so than any other year, even though they won it last year, again, I feel like that was almost kind of everything just fell into place at the right time for him. It was under Dusty Baker that they should have won one, and he never got it. Now, some – I don't remember who the reporter was. I'll see if I can find it real quick because this person needs to be um, waterboarded. But they said, <laughs> how desperate is Dusty Baker? He said, how – you know, his uh, – he must have not have too many morals willing to go play with a bunch of scumbags just to try to get a ring. He said, is it really that important? I'm sorry. I'm going to go to Dusty Baker's defense on this. And maybe you agree or disagree with me. Do we not think that seeing Dusty Baker all these years, that he has to truly believe that these are good people that he is coaching and managing and a group of people that he wants to be around and believes in to be good people that made a mistake, deserve a second chance, or else he wouldn't be there. A ring ain't that important. No, I I agree. And look – we we've gotten emotional here and we've talked um you know ad nauseum just like everybody else about this and um you know they cheated this and that in the end they're playing a game and they broke the rules of the game to use your puppy analogy they didn't throw puppies into a water in water with weights on them they're mm-hmm. they're not killing people yeah um so dusty is not selling his mortal soul yeah to go coach a team that cheated. Yeah. I think that these 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 are these guys have families, right? Mm-hmm. They they broke the rules and everything. And while I want them to be humble and I want them to, you know, and I'll I'll get on them for being cocky assholes during this period because they are. And and the sad thing about what you just said last year when we were talking about we were closet Houston fans now because that's the team we were hoping to do well since our teams were not. Yeah. I like the cocky asshole, yeah. but now it's like when you see it, it's like God, you're such a prick. Yeah, because you see it now. Yeah. the The saddest thing about this, I've never liked Altuve. This just solidifies that I never will. I was such a fr- fan of Alex Bregman. I liked that he was cocky, he was confident, he was young, he was so talented. But now it's like I look at Alex and be like, 
Damn, dude, you ain't no better than that wormy little shit Altuve sitting beside you. But but saying all that, Dusty Baker is not selling his mortal soul just to get a ring. No. He's not selling his soul to the devil. And look, in every even in the business world, right? You have a, a companies that that do bad, and you need a you need a you need a leader that comes in that has moral character. To rebuild the image of the franchise, but not just the image, not just the outwardly image, really solidify the true culture of an organization. Mm -hmm. And the Astros are in desperate need of a culture shift within that organization. And Dusty Baker's the guy to do it. He he did it with the Cubs when they were coming in before they shifted to the full blown Joe Madden era where they had talent. They just weren't there yet. They weren't gelling as a team. They were getting booed by their own fans at Wrigley, who rightfully so, after a hundred and at that point four years, hundred and three years, you have a right to kind of be irritated that they're not successful. He was the one, and it's publicly known that basically had them come out with blinders on every game of being like, you know what, these people actually love us. We're just going to have to ignore them and pretend they're not there. And Dusty had them believing in themselves, like, look at what you're doing. You are playing in one of the greatest cathedrals in sports, doing what you love. Don't ever let somebody tell you you're not talented. Because yeah. if you weren't, he said, even though we suck as a team right now, you would not be here. You know, obviously Dusty moves on, goes to Washington. He doesn't get his thing, but if he was going to sell his soul, he wouldn't have retired. He'd have gone and got. He would. He had made peace that his life in baseball was done until this happened. And he even said, he said, I just felt that I was not only called to coach this team to show who they really are, to show what type of organization it really is. He said, it is also giving me one more shot at doing what I love before I just have to call it quits. He's, I'm in good enough health to still do it, and that ain't going to last for much longer. Yeah, look, I mean, if you have the ability to do it, then do it. And he is a great guy. We've, we've talked about that. He's uh, a great guy. And Can we talk for one minute about, besides Dusty Baker, we said that, about some of the good things that have come out of this? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously we've, we've talked ad nauseum about the bad things. Yeah, but and don't worry, I'll probably say one more bad thing before we sign Everything off, happens but. for a reason, and you have to look at the bright side of every situation. What's the good stuff that you've seen? One thing is, um, and I'll, I'll do my, I may close with my Carlos Beltran rant because I, I think you know how I feel about him and the fact that he should have never been offered that Mets head coaching job anyway. Even if this never happened, he was not more qualified than Rojas to take that managerial spot. Not for the Mets, not for anybody, but someone that had been with the Mets organization doing what they did, not only putting the team on the field that was there, helping build that, keeping it together because the Mets organization was ready to dump the entire team and start over. And now because of him, they're still, I mean, they're still talented enough to win their division this year. So, that's one good thing. I'm so happy for him that he got that spot, and I think he'll be a long-term success story there. And if anybody will bring a World Series back to Queens, it will be him. So that's one great thing. I think that through all of this, because as we talked with Eric last week in our episode, um, Alex Cora is getting a lot of things pinned on him, and he's being painted to be the bad guy. I think even though he's having to go through hardships now, It'll come to light that he's the type of guy you want in your organization. Ron Ronicky, Ronick, Ronick, Ronick is the interim manager of the Red Sox. Yep. 
the investigation is still ongoing for the Red Sox. You know, we've talked about it. Um, probably nothing's going to come out of that simply because I don't think so. when you look at batting statistics, you, there's not a clear distinction like there was with the Astros. And no, that somebody, I think it was Jared Carabas made the point. He goes, look at, or, and Eric even said this too. He said, look, they were winning away. He said, it's one thing to cheat in your own ballpark yeah. because you can get away with it because you have, a, you know, control. They won game seven in L.A. They beat the Yankees. I mean, they did everything they needed to do to prove that. Yeah. Let's just say that there was cheating going on. Okay, well, if there's cheating going on at home and you're winning and you're not cheating on the road, you're still winning. Yeah. So, but I don't think anything's going to so, come of that. Ronick is, is the interim manager. Investigation is still coming on. So if the investigation comes back and, and they say there's there was no cheating in Boston, does Alex Corey get his job back? I don't know. That would in my eyes I would think he would. Or but. I mean maybe not in twenty twenty, but maybe like I think you said uh, a, a little while ago as we were talking off air, you know, maybe they sign him to a contract to and then in twenty twenty one, Alex, you're back. Yeah, that's why I think they should, and I think that it would be so good for the fan base of Boston, who has just taken two major yeah, blows, yeah. and Brock and Mookie both gone, and you, well, David Price, that wasn't a hit. To, it was a hit to them as a player, but the fan base they didn't never love David Price anyway. Yeah, you're coming up where you may very well lose Jackie Bradley Jr. in the future. So is Boston rebuilding the one thing to give them hope and to give a positive buzz around baseball is that, hey, you you were with the the Astros. We don't know really what went on. You were involved. So you got to uphold the suspension. Yeah. But we are going to bring you back effective this date as long as nothing else surfaces. In Boston, there's buzz around it again. Like, yes, we got our guy back. And then I think if that happens, I think that he'll be the future general manager of that team. And I think that if that were to happen – He'll be a lifelong Red Sox. I don't think he'll ever go anywhere else in his career. So, again, another positive thing that would come out of it. Um, I, you know, I mean, I guess there's a lot of things we could talk about, but I think mainly I think the positive things are um, the things that are getting pinned on Cora, I think, are now becoming more and more suspicious as each day passes. Uh, Beltran is not going to be a manager in Major League Baseball, which I think that is – Something that, yeah, I saw rumors and stories that Beltran was pressuring the other players. Now, now the players are coming out and saying, "Look, we're we're big kids. He wasn't pressuring us. He's a great guy." Blah blah blah. And I'm not questioning that he's not a great guy, but at the same time, that may just be for image sake. Number one, you're not going to make a mortal enemy by outing him to say that he made me do it, and you also don't want to look like someone's bitch. Yeah. The thing is, I can totally see that. I can't see it from Alex Cora. I can't even see it from A.J. Hinch. But I could see it from someone like Beltran, who was a bench coach, to be like, so-and-so told me to, you better do this, to someone like Bregman. As cocky as he is, he's still a rookie. It's like, what are you going to do? We're a, we're a World Series caliber team here. Right. You're going to piss all of us so off? there may have been some... It some... could have just been lies yeah. that he was pinning on someone else that Cora didn't even know that his name was being brought yeah. up. You know? What people don't realize is, okay, A.J. Hinch is the manager, yes, of every team. Do you think that he had a one-on-one, -on -one personal, in-depth, close relationship with all his players? I don't think so. I doubt it. 
But that's where when these new guys come in before they build that relationship, your bench coaches and your assistant you know, managers and your hitting coaches, those are the ones that build that relationship first until yeah. you earn your stripes. And then you're sitting there in the dugout with the manager helping make decisions of what you think. So I don't know. I think Beltran is the ringleader. That's my opinion. Again, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll be the first to say so. But until someone proves it, I think that he was the ringleader, the initiator, the creator, and the one that kept it going. I really do. And it would make even more sense now that if Correa and everyone's telling the truth that it didn't go on in 18 and it didn't go on in 19, well, that's funny because 18 and 19, where was Beltran? He went with the Yankees to do back-end internal work. So... That would make sense. If you are really telling the truth, that even more corroborates the story that as soon as he leaves, it stops. Yeah. Timing is suspicious for sure. So I guess my closing thoughts on all of this uh, are Astros, calm down, be humble, and show your worth on the field. Showed just how good you are on the field because you are good mm-hmm. and you don't need to be defensive and be a you know a bunch of assholes in all this. You got caught and truly own up to it. Own it. Be humble, listen to Dusty, and no doubt, and and show everybody that in 2020. You know, you're not you're not cheating, and you're still a good team, and you have uh, a chance to win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Closing thoughts. I've got a little, uh, a few more than that, but I want to kind of back up what you just said to the Astros. Number one, listen to Dusty Baker. He will not steer you wrong. Own it. One of the best things that you can do is if you're going to go out there and play and play well, when you go in and these fans, if they know that they're getting to you, it's just going to make it worse on you because they're going to come at you twice as hard. If you go into an opposing, let's say you go to Oakland and you got fires up there, guess what? You're going to get eaten alive that day by the fans. Afterwards, when you do an interview, if you play well, just say, you know what, I want to thank the fans for coming out. And, you know, yeah, we got booed. We deserved it. But we're trying to right our wrongs and everything. Do it. Own it. Because eventually when they know that you're appreciative of it and that you're owning it and that you're not letting it get to you, they're going to stop eventually. They don't want to heckle you just to do it. They want to heckle you because you deserve it. Yeah. So that's what I got to say to the Astros other than Jose Altuve. Nobody believes you. I, I didn't like you before. I certainly don't <laughs> like you now. Bregman, you broke my heart because I was such a big fan of yours. So you've got a, you've got a lot of work to do to make it up to me. Uh, Carlos Beltran, I think, needs an eternal ban from baseball. I do think he was the ringleader. Rob Manfred, I think we need to all petition to have him removed from his position and to never have anything to do with the game of baseball again. Trevor Bauer, I don't know how much longer he plans on pitching, even though he's a stud pitcher. But I think that if there's anybody that would be the next commissioner, the new age, not the old white man that just says what everybody wants to hear, Trevor Bauer's it. Uh, you heard it here first. Folks. I want uh, him to be ace. Chase the ace here has nominated Trevor Bauer for the new MLB commissioner. Oh, he knows it. He liked something of mine on Twitter after I tagged him four million times. Oh, there you go. Oh, and by the way, guys, if you're on Twitter, when you are tagging people in your post, just know that Twitter can make it to where you cannot tag them anymore. Uh, Hence, Carlos Beltran and Jose Altuve have both blocked me from being able to put their names in post. Because they haven't blocked me. 
Well, I'll just just retweet everything that I did because <laughs> I did a lot of it. But Trevor Bauer, I think you should be the new president. And um, here's my last statement about getting the, the series stripped, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it before we close. I think everybody is in agreement that the players want the title stripped. And I think we're in agreement that they deserve to have the title stripped from 2017. But if they strip the title, all that's going to do is open up a can of worms. They're going to go back the next, the last 50 years. Well, we had, gonna, I mean, we had the steroid scandal. Yeah, I mean, they're going to go back and teams, look at blah, every blah. single thing. And you're, I'm telling you right now, people, the people that want it so bad to happen, Yankees fans included, if not especially, you got 27 rings. You mean to tell me not one of them will be vacated for something? You're, if that's the way you think, then you're naive because it will. Yeah. There will be so many things get taken that the entire history of baseball will be rewritten. And now, going forward, every time somebody wins a World Series, something will happen in that World Series that makes an investigation start for cheating, just like the Nationals. Who saw them? Well, no, I mean, I dis I disagree on on that. I I I agree that there are instances in the past that could be questioned again. Namely, right, and I'm not saying that everybody was cheating. I'm saying, but you go back that far, somebody down the line cheated. Yeah, changed the outcome of what was going to happen right. that season. Then you have to remove that. But this was so <clears throat> widespread that I think that this is a this is a higher caliber. And I do agree with level. That. With that said. I don't agree with vaca vacating the the title no, simply because <clears throat> it's symbolic at best. Yeah, just like to if keep you're if the, you're gonna vacate it, it's not like you're pulling the rings back. You're not gonna take the millions of dollars yeah, that the players I mean, got out of their accounts. It's not gonna happen. Right. This is a symbolic thing, which is why I kind of go back to this article from Buster Olney about this censure. If we're gonna make something symbolic, that sounds. I, I got to do more research into what what it exactly means and what. Well, you know what the uh, process Rob Manfred, is, but his... it's basically an asterisk, right? It's, you know, 2017 World Series, Houston Astros, asterisk. Yeah. And at the bottom, asterisk. Yeah. At the bottom, uh, you know, they cheated. Cheated. They were stealing signs during the regular season, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and it's always there. If we want something symbolic, vacating the title, then there's going to be a blank in the history book. Because according to Mr. Now, Manfred is the he, other is day. Is anybody going to look at that? He said the trophy was nothing but a hunk of metal. Verbatim. Now, he's since retracted that and said that he was completely wrong for stating that, but it wasn't until after. I mean, how many times is this guy going to go back on what he says? Yeah, well, it was Justin I mean, Turner. God, I mean, you have, uh, gosh, you're right. I'm seconding your motion for Trevor Bauer he's, to be the commissioner of baseball. He's such an ass. And then it was after uh, Justin Turner of the Dodgers said that, well, the only thing wrong with that hunk of metal is the fact that your name's on it every year. It says commissioner. He said, let's remove that from a trophy that means more than you will ever know to these players. Because keep in mind, Manfred's never done this. He's never once played baseball at the level that any of these guys are playing. So he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. I mean, I've got more qualifications to be the next MLB commissioner than this jack wagon does. But no, don't take it because what I don't want to see is like what happened last year with the Nationals. They were a team that was not even expected to make wild card. They did. Should have technically lost that game, but one play happened. They won it, and then they went on a tear. Everything went right. They played the best baseball they've ever played, and they won it. They deserve it. But don't think that somebody's going to go, really? A team that had the, wor <clears throat> the worst record in baseball through the first half all of a sudden just went through and 
destroyed every team in the postseason, the Houston Astros included. Nope, something's not right. Now we open up an investigation. It's just going to happen every year where yeah. nobody's going to be able just to say, we earned it, we won it, congratulations, let's move on. It's so, gonna- in the spirit of moving on, uh, I think we've talked uh, a nice rant here about all of I hope that this is the all last of the episode. cheating. And I guess in closing, one last thing is I, I want to go back um, and take a look at the pictures of the uh, 2017 Astros visiting the White House with Donald Trump because then we have a bunch of cheaters all on the same stage. <laughs> That's all for us here at Outfielders Anonymous. Uh, I'm Hawk. I'm Chase. And we'll talk to you later. Later.